This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. A federal grand jury has indicted four men, including the CEO of Pilgrims, for their role in a poultry price-fixing scheme. According to DOJ, the men, who work for Colorado-based Pilgrims and Georgia-based Claxton Poultry Farms, engaged in a price-fixing and bid-rigging scheme for broiler chickens, which produced the meat sold in grocery stores and restaurants. Pilgrim CEO Jason Pell and former VP Roger Austin and Claxton Poultry President Mikkel Fries and Vice President Scott Brady are named in the indictment. The federal government is also investigating other price manipulation allegations in the poultry industry, as well as a separate inquiry into the beef industry. There's more in our story on agripulse.com. Small refinery exemptions from the renewable fuel standard are in the news once again. Agripulse's Ben Nully has more. Biodiesel producers are calling on the Environmental Protection Agency to disclose GAP small refinery waiver petitions not listed on the agency's dashboard. National Biodiesel Board's Kurt Kavarik says not disclosing GAP petitions contradicts EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler's commitment to be transparent about issuing waivers. There's no evidence whatsoever on EPA's dashboard that there have been any small refiner exemptions filed with EPA for these so-called GAP years. Even though Administrator Wheeler acknowledged that they've received them, DOE nominee has acknowledged that uh, they've been transferred over to Department of Energy for scoring. So, first of all, why aren't they on the dashboard? Kavarik says there's also no legal justification for EPA considering these small refinery petitions for previous years. It's unconscionable that EPA would even entertain this. They should have been denied out of hand, but the fact that they're, they're not and EPA's not being transparent about them might lead one to be a little bit suspicious that EPA and the Department of Energy are, are legitimately trying to help these small refiners skirt the, the decision on the 10th Circuit. In a letter sent to EPA Monday evening, NBB asked the agency to follow the ruling of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 10th Circuit, which said EPA cannot extend exemptions to any small refineries whose earlier temporary exemptions had lapsed. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. A nutrition advocacy group is calling into question the process being used to draft the 2020 Dietary Guidelines for Americans. The Nutrition Coalition has sent a letter to Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue and Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar asking for a delay in the release of the draft report of the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee. They say one or more members of the DGAC has approached the coalition with concerns about the time pressures facing the committee and a corresponding reduction in the science that is being reviewed. They say in some cases, important science is being excluded. The report is currently scheduled to be released during a June 17th webcast after two previous delays. There's more in Steve Davies' story on agripulse.com. Finally today, tensions between the U.S. and China have the markets scratching their head. Earlier this week, reports surfaced that China was cutting back on its imports of U.S. pork and soybeans, but American sources tell Agripulse they expect that to be a short-lived step. But with an election year in the U.S. and the critical nature of the U.S.-China relationship to President Donald Trump, commodity analyst Mike Zizolo says that could lead to some troubling trends. There is a true concern that fundamentally we are on the path between now and November's election to a more bearish demand outlook for the soybeans and the pork to a lesser degree. 
I say that because even without the Chinese cutting their export demand from the United States as a reaction to the political issues that we're fighting over between Hong Kong and them, even though that Brazilian soybeans are $15 a ton more expensive than the United States at the Gulf, our export commitments year-to-date are 9% below last year's. Suzelo is the president of Global Commodity Analytics in Kansas. He says there's also signs that China remains willing to purchase American product. There's more in Bill Thompson's coverage on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.